Hi, and welcome to Righteously Rooted's very first podcast episode. I am Ashley Kane, and I am so excited about this new adventure that we are going to be doing to reach women. I am half of Righteously Rooted, and we um, are a blog and a ministry platform that we are um, praying about God just using to grow women in their relationship with God and to just sit, root down into God's word and and the love of Jesus Christ so that they can produce fruit in their lives. And I'm so excited about seeing women fall in love with him because he is such a good God and a wonderful savior. So we started the blog, which you can read on righteouslyrooted.com and you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram thanks to my awesome partner who's very talented at the social media part she uh, makes it look beautiful like she does everything and it's such a gift of God to be able to do what she does and when she writes she also just writes beautifully and is used by God through her words I actually personally I thought that it would be easier to write things out I like to write and I feel like it's a talent God has given me but who knows that a man-made talent or a talent that we think that we're good at is nothing without God's anointing and let me tell you how hard it is because when you write it down and you know people are going to be reading it and you know that it's a vessel to be used of God and you want to hold it to a high standard and you want it to say exactly the truth what it should say I end up mulling over it and going over it many times, erasing certain things, saying, oh God, are you sure you want me to say it that way? It actually becomes very hard where it might be easier to just speak it out what God's on my heart, like bringing a message um, in front of a crowd. You can't go back and edit what you say. And let me tell you, there are many things that come out of my mouth that I wish I could edit and go back and not say. But the truth is we are broken vessels and we're gonna say things, write things, do things, that don't exactly line up with how they should but so have grace on me don't overanalyze the things I say let's just pray right now we pray dear God that you use this podcast for your glory that you give ears to hear what you'll have us to learn through this dear God that you'll speak and allow the Holy Spirit to speak through me right now, dear Jesus, that I I am yours and I allow the Holy Spirit to come in and anoint me and flow through me because I am nothing without you. I need you to show up even in this moment right now. I need you, dear God. And I just praise your name because you are mighty. And I praise your name as you go forth gripping women's hearts. And I pray that we can come together and glorify you, dear God. It's in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, I tried to do this earlier, actually. I tried to sneak upstairs to my bedroom, and I'm like, I'm going to do this podcast. This I have the message on my heart. I have the title on my heart. I don't know what I'm going to say, but I know that God will show up, and he'll say what he wants to say. Sometimes I feel like he gives me titles, and then he just fills in the details. He's so good like that. So while it's it's a wonderful, beautiful fall day outside, so my husband come home from work and he took the middles, as we call them, outside. 
and they were playing outside. My teen was finishing up some homeschool homework that he had to finish up. So he was in his bedroom and it was just me and the baby on the bed. But the baby kept fussing. The kids kept deciding they wanted me and running in. And I thought, oh my, when will I ever make time for this? But you know what? I could go back and edit things out when a baby cries or a toy goes off, but I'm not going to because I think moms understand and I think women even without kids understand and I don't need to be prim and proper and be something that I'm not. This is who I am and this is the message on my heart and it's going to just be raw and unfiltered, um, me and whoever's listening and I think that that becomes a beautiful thing, don't you, when we are just are what we are. So I want to ask you a question. How do you worship God? Do you feel like you fall into a rut created by onlooking eyes around you? And I only ask because I feel like I did that. I feel like I have just gone through a season of God really stirring up inside of me and him wanting to really break out in my worship. And just to clarify, worship is not a half hour segment on a Sunday morning. Worship is throughout our day-to-day activities. All things that we do that honor God is part of our worship to him. So when I ask you that, do you fall into a rut? Because I know I did. I'm titling this Miriam Danced. Oh, just saying that gives me goosebumps. Miriam Danced. I was in my church and I go to a wonderful church. I love my church family and it's a spirit-filled church. I was rejoicing. I was worshiping the Lord and I felt the Holy Spirit on me so strongly. And usually when the Holy Spirit comes on me and when we meet in these moments, usually I weep. I weep because God has done so much for me. I am so broken before him. There's nothing I could ever do to repay him for what he has done in my life. It's beautiful. I love him. He is my all in all. And I always weep when the Holy Spirit shows up. But this was a new thing. I felt joy, joy and peace come over me. I always feel that joy also, but this was a different kind of joy. It made me just want to smile. A smile broke out on my face and I felt like within my feet I just wanted to begin to dance to just dance for the Lord out in joy and I felt instantly shut down and just to clarify not by anybody around me except from voices in my own head saying what would they think if you started moving around like a crazy person which they would have not thought anything (laughs) I I have a wonderful church family but it's funny how these lies creep in And I instantly, instant conviction, the Holy Spirit came on me and said, you could dance for the darkness all of those nights, but you can't dance for me. And ouch. I used to dance. We would go out to the bars. I would stay out to the last, last call of alcohol. Three in the morning, I would dance the night away. I was not shy. I was up there dancing. And that's exactly what I did. I danced for darkness and boy, it did bring joy for a night, but the sorrow came in the morning. God, he brings, um, you know, sorrow, not, he doesn't bring sorrow, but the sorrow may last for a night, but with God, joy comes in the morning. So it's totally opposite when you're living for the darkness. 
but that that was an awful part of my life but I did that's exactly what I did I danced for darkness and Satan has this counter always has a counterfeit and that was the counterfeit he made me think that that was giving me joy but it wasn't so when he told that to me I said ouch God why can't I why can't I dance for you and experience real joy for you so now I probably look a fool when I worship at my church but I don't even care because God has set me free from that and it is beautiful but it's not even about a Sunday morning it's about in my day-to-day it's about when that feeling comes into your feet and you want to just sing it out and dance around your kitchen and worship to the Father that's a free moment so I just want to read to you from Exodus um, 15 what is the verse 15 20 through 21 this is after Moses and the Egyptians um, he is fleeing with the Egyptians and they come to the Red Sea we know this story that God split the Red Sea they go through the sea and the water comes down crashing on the enemy because the Egyptians changed their mind after they let them go and decided that they wanted them back for their for their service for all that they worked and did for the Egyptians they regretted letting them go and God split the sea the Israelites went through when the Egyptians got through the water came crashing down and wiped out the enemy so the verse says then Miriam the prophetess Aaron's sister took a tambourine in her hand and all the women followed her with tambourines and dancing Miriam sang to them sing to the Lord for he is highly exalted the horse and its rider he has hurled into the sea. Now, I would sing that for you, but I, there are a lot of things that pull me out of my comfort zone. This is one of them, but I, I singing is an extra one, a more so one. And I don't think I could sing it, but that's what she's saying. How beautiful. The horse and its rider has been hurled into the sea. God has already answered so many prayers in my life. I don't want to be blind to his goodness. I don't want to sit in a little roll, roll, row, can't talk, fold my hands so neatly and act just like I think I'm supposed to. You know, like Miriam, the horse after me and its rider, the enemy of my soul, it's been hurled into the sea in my defense. I have been given authority in Jesus' name over this enemy. And that makes me want to put a little skip in my step and dance for my king. I relate to Miriam here. I would be grabbing that tambourine and I would be dancing around too. Worship looks many different ways to many people. And actually, if we go back to the root of the word worship, it actually means worth-ship. We actually, over the years, it was just easier to say worship or something along that lines. It has progressed to just be the word worship. It's actually worth Ship worth W O R T H worth ship. It's telling him his worth to us to give worth to him. And I don't know about you, but to me, he is worth every step, every prayer, every song, and every dance in my feet. I think God wants us to know that when we bring it to him, he sees it, it does not go unnoticed, 
even that skip in our step done unto him. So let me tell you a story about when I was living in darkness. This is long before partying at the bar. This is back when I lived in a very dark time in my life. I was plagued by a demonic oppression of mental health and um, addiction with pills and even illegal drugs. I would not take care of my son. My son was two at the time of this story that I'm going to tell you. He was living with my mom. I think I just said that. Sorry, but I think my daughter was yelling for me. And I pretty much lived in my car. I was out of my mind. And I won't go into details, but I was never around my son. But after my grandfather died, there um, he had a mill in Orland. And my uncle and my mom were running it or working there. or I don't know all the details of things. But I did not live in Orland. So my mom would drive to Orland to work at this mill. And she would just say, listen, you have to watch your son today. Like, I have to go do this. And so I would be sitting in my, it was my stepfather's house at the time with this little boy. This is an unfamiliar house to me. This is an unfamiliar child to me. I mean, I know him. I'm a, I, I love him, but I don't know how to take care of him and lost in my addiction and my self-absorbed problems, lost in this mental health bondage. And I wouldn't know how to entertain him. But I did know the Lord. I um, never denied the Lord. And in the moment, I would turn on worship music because he was usually easily accessible in my mom's house because she is a believer. And we would dance and I would feel joy and he would be entertained and he would giggle and all would be fine. So one night, late, late at night, I was sitting in the gas gas station in Shipshawana, Indiana. I would sit there late, late at night. I think I went there because there was a lot of people coming in and out all hours of the night. It was a 24-hour gas station. And I would feel not as alone because of the people being around everywhere, coming and going. And I would just sit in the car. And um, one night, a rusty blue van pulled up and parked next to me. And I noticed it, but I thought maybe he was just in his car too. I was lost in my head. I, I want to say it was really late at night, but I, it's so blurry, these memories. But I do remember that it was dark out. And it would not be odd for me to sit there through all night, through through the night. He was coming. Um, I, I won't get to that part yet, but he just sat there. And eventually he got out of this van. I remember the van, though. I remember all of this very clear. It was a giant, like... Um, it was one of the big vans. It was older. It wasn't like, it was like before like the minivans come out and the kind that used to have like maybe curtains in the window, stuff like that, those big vans. So he got out and he come up and he kind of walked away then. And then he come back up. So at this point I did notice him. He knocked on the driver's side window and I rolled it down and um, I was fearless. I wasn't scared of anybody. I didn't care if I lived or died. So it made no difference to me if some creep was coming up to my window. He said, listen, this is going to sound really, really weird. And I'm just kind of like, try me, go for it. And he said, do you believe in God? And I said, yes, I do. He said, I was coming home from... It was something he was singing somewhere. He was in the ministry somehow. Maybe it was church he was coming home from. I don't remember what he was coming home from. And he said the Lord told him to go home through Shipshawana. It was a different way for him to go home. 
So he said, I did that. And he said, I felt God tell me to stop at this gas station. And he said, so I've just been sitting here praying, God, what did you want me to come to this gas station for? And he said, and God told me it was because of you. And he said, I don't know why, but I'm supposed to tell you, and I'm going to cry telling the story. He said, God wanted me to tell you that he loves it and he sees you when you dance. And I instantly knew what he was talking about. I had no doubt in God. I believed him and I believed that God was still after me. I was deep, deep in the clutches of sin and bondage, but it gave me hope. I could have at that moment taken God um, and surrendered my life, but God kept giving me, he kept chasing after me. He kept, because of the prayers of my family, he kept showing up. And I just think dancing is such a powerful form of worship. So we have been saved. The sea has been parted for us. We have salvation in Jesus' name. I can testify that he sure split the sea many times in many areas for me. I can testify to many ways that he has shown up in my life. So let's begin to celebrate our God. Let's stop caring what people around us think. I have a challenge for you. I, I want you this week to begin to think what God has done for you and to begin to tell him his worth in your life, to begin to thank him for splitting that sea. If you can't think of anything that he's done for you, I have something that I can tell you right now. He has promised you eternal life with him in heaven. That is a parting of a Red Sea. You are going to be with him someday for all eternity. If you have called on his name, if you have asked him to come and reside with you, if you have repented of your sins and you have surrendered all and you have walked away from your life of sin, then you get to be with him forever. He has parted that sea that the enemy tried to put in front of you. That sea does not hold you back. So right now, or when you're done listening to this or this week, allow yourself to be free to worship him by dancing, by singing. You know, your husband might think you're capable crazy your kids might give you crazy looks but God will be glorified and that's who matters you know as you wash your dishes as you finish your homework as you rock the baby as you clean your home as you sit in church and sing you know as you walk down the hall at work many of you are nurses or work in healthcare, or you work at the school put a little skip in your step begin to praise God through your through your actions and show him worship. It's time that we dance like Miriam and begin to glorify him for what he has done. And I know that I can praise him for what he's done. There's my baby. And that means that is my timer going off because he's ready for a bottle. But trust me, he sees it. He sees you right where you are. Where you are. And if you're in the depth and a pit of bondage, he might just even send an angel to let you know that is my prayer to you. Dear God, thank you for your word that you put on my heart. Thank you for women that will hear this, hear your word, and, and be encouraged through it. We praise your name. In Jesus' name, amen.